Welcome back to Lighthouse Podcast. We're talking about Jesus and Moses in Mark E. Moore's Core 52, Chapter 6. This is Episode 12, where we reflect on his chapter. So, I want to focus on the question that he asked, and basically how this is a non-sequitur. So we'll get to that in just a few seconds. So I think it's mainly a non-sequitur for us to think about Jesus and Moses. Now, if you're just beginning and listening to the podcast, uh, my analysis or my reflections of some of these things can be um, considered critical, which they should be, uh, because I'm trying to do that with my own articulation of the Bible as well. Jesus and Moses uh, as a chapter. Now, uh, that is not a bad thing um, at all. The idea that I'm saying that this is a non sequitur means it's obvious that Jesus, in some sense, well, I don't know about the question. You see, that's the, that's the problem that I have immediately with the question that Mark E. Moore Uses Did Jesus fulfill the promise to replace Moses? Now, the promise, he says, is Deuteronomy 18.18, where Moses speaks about, I will raise up for them a prophet. He's speaking for God. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I'll put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak them uh, to them all that I command him. So there's something very inherent in that passage that I wanted to seize for us in our reflections. And the idea is is that Jesus did not replace Moses. Yes, Moses was a superstar, according to Mark E. Moore, in Jewish um, thinking and culture, of course, because he brought the revelation from God, the Torah, and all of all of the different things that were mentioned in the reading. And so, yes, uh, the New Testament authors are talking about Jesus and Moses, but they're not talking about them in comparison. They're talking about them, I think, more in contrast. And the reason I say that is because Jesus doesn't replace Moses. Uh, Jesus really fulfills the prophetic role that was described by Moses. There is no comparison to Jesus. There is none. There just isn't any. But there is comparisons with the uh, agency by which God used Moses to do something that is something we could talk about. But the idea that Jesus just plainly replaces Moses, I think, is very confusing to me. Did he fulfill the promise to replace Moses? Well, 
No, he, there's no, you don't replace Moses. Moses is necessary. He's a necessary part of the line of prophets. He is a prophet, a mouthpiece used by God to bring the nation back to God or bring the nation to God. So Moses is a prophet He's a mouthpiece. He's not just someone who predicts. Uh, Predictions are in prophetic utterances, but Jesus is also a prophet. Yes, he's the prophet. Uh, And so you you can compare agency of being a prophet, but Jesus doesn't replace Moses just like Isaiah didn't replace Moses or David didn't replace Moses. They had different roles in their, I'm using the word agency. So he also uses these words. Mark E. Moore also uses these words uh, in his second paragraph. To compare any Jew to the founder of the nation was an outrageous claim. Now, I don't think that Moses necessarily was considered that too much. Abraham seems to be a real competitor for founder of the nation, seeing how the seed came from Abraham and in the Bible basically hinges on Genesis chapter 12, three with the promise to Abraham that in Abraham's offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Uh, Moses was a Levite. So this is interesting to me how he says this. And this is why I have uh, differences of thought with um, how things are articulated. Hopefully that doesn't annoy you too much. But the idea that he says such a bold claim is better demonstrated than merely stated. Hence, most of the comparisons to Jesus, to Moses in the New Testament, are allusions rather than assertions. Now, I'm being... I don't know if I'm being picky or not, because this is kind of an... this This has caught my attention, got my attention. An assertion is something like, look, here this is. This is a marker that identifies something. Um, That's the definition that I'm reading. And an illusion is something that's kind of like a hint. Like, can you remember this if I bring this up? Well, they both have elements that are the same in them, like they're revealing something about something. But an illusion is more of like um, maybe like a discovery but an assertion is a, a statement, and there, are, and so he says most of the comparisons in the New Testament are allusions rather than assertions. Well, if you read the New Testament and if you <laughs> read the Old Testament, um, those kinds of things are they go hand in hand. So I don't know why he said it that way, but even he says even so, the sheer volume offers a compelling case that Jesus fulfilled this messianic prophecy. Now, the the idea that we have here with prophecy is he is talking about prediction. It is a prophecy, but it's a predictive prophecy. And so prophecy shouldn't be limited to the idea of just, I'm going to talk about something that should happen in the future. Uh, We have to get over that. So in other words, chapter 6 in my reflections are really about the idea of what what is prophecy? What are putting words in the mouth of someone? 
in Deuteronomy 1818, where I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among the brothers. I'll put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them and all that I command him. So you're going to have other prophets in scripture, of course, after Moses, right? So you have all of these prophets who there are words put in their mouths by God and they are not exactly the ones that actually are referring to Deuteronomy 18.18. I'll raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren. And this is, we understand this to be an assertive text that is going to be uh, located in our New Testament where it is directly talking about Jesus. So if he is saying this is an illusion, okay, that's, well, it's, I'm not going to argue that at this point because that's, uh, processing power that's being wasted, I think. So that's why I said it's a non sequitur. But the idea about prophecy and being a prophet is ta we're talking about agency of God. So there is no comparison with Jesus. There is Moses does not compare to Jesus. The he the Hebrew writer does speak like this. There is no comparison. They're superior. But he's not talking about superior, like, well, just, you know, he was a better guy. No, Jesus is, Jesus is <laughs> the one who puts the words in Moses' mouth. Uh, the word is the one who puts the, the words in all of the prophets' mouths. And this is why Jesus is likened unto Moses as an, as one of agency where God uses Moses to do something for the establishment of the covenant uh, with Israel. But you have Jesus is the mediator of the God is the God is the one that is the founder of the nation. Um, all of these things that Moses says is in reflection upon the Creator. And so this is really, for me, an odd thing. I know it sounds like, wow, that how would that be an odd thing? It's obvious that Jesus and Moses are kind of um, have alike. Yes, in agency, not in necessarily um, quality as a, 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 a as human versus human. So this is why I think this is thought through. A little backwards and so of course the references to Moses in the New Testament are not you know look at Jesus and look at Moses only it is looking it is a revelation that is being brought to Israel through Jesus that is really outshining the revelation that Moses brought no other uh, prophet maybe was bringing such revelation to Israel in such a a storied way. Israel's whole story was based upon their linkage to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then the Exodus and the salvation that is brought through there in the Passover. So you have these things happening with Moses. The other prophets recall the people back to the uh, the law, which was given through Moses, but Jesus is greater than the law. He is the lawgiver. He is the one who 
fulfills everything because he is everything. So this is how I would have approached it. I wouldn't have just said Jesus and Moses as a, as a chapter. I would have talked about maybe the agency of prophecy. Now, maybe later in his book, Mark Emore will do that. I haven't read all of it yet. Read lots of other parts, but I haven't read that if he has anything about prophetic utterance yet. Maybe he'll bring that out. But the things that Mark talks about in these in this chapter, yes, there's some merit there because it's it's scripture and it's referring to things that we can learn from. But I would not limit um Jesus and Moses in the conversation uh about prophecy and this is why he says did jesus fulfill the promise well there's more than one promise about jesus obviously um and it's not just uh it's not it's not replacing moses it's really kind of putting moses in in the correct light in israel's history and jesus obviously is everything that israel's history is about so that's the difference that I would uh, start with. And that's why I said this is kind of a non sequitur. It's like, you know, Jesus and Moses is very simple. Who's, who is superior? Yeah, because one of them is God and the other one is not. And so this is the idea uh, behind this. So his key points, again, Moses along with Abraham and David make up the trinity of Hebrew heroes. Yes, uh, therefore, any comparison of Jesus with Moses would have raised more. Yes, because you don't. Um, because in their day, they're not. Jesus isn't comparing himself with Moses and David and Abraham. He's basically, he's contrasting, I think. He think he's, he's greater than. In other words, so far greater than that there is no comparison. Now, that may be my nitpickiness, but... Uh, he says nearly every author of the New Testament compared. So he uses the word compare, 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 right? So this is the idea that I'm talking about. And uh, that's probably why I reflected on it. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Something to think about, though. Those are reflections that you you and I can uh, have. Uh, and there's much more, of course. Remember, every topic is limited to a short little reflective podcast episode and uh, maybe that's just enough to to get a fire started about some discussion with others so if you're out there listening and i know that some of you are and that uh, many of you have uh, discussed these things with me then i invite you also to discuss them with me if you're listening to the podcast then uh, you can always um talk to me if you're near me and you can always email gcoc.news at gmail.com with any questions or comments so that we can have a, a a more full discussion about these things so thanks again for listening back to near my god to thee uh the acapella uh chorus and uh, choir that we're hearing is beautiful See.